Welcome to the Crushing Land Podcast, brought to you by The Land Method. Each week, our host, Jonathan, along with The Land Method team and special guest speakers, will answer your burning questions on land investing or discuss relevant real estate investing strategies and principles. So without further ado, let's get started. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Crushing Land. Happy to be here with you guys today. I apologize that I, or we are a few minutes late. I had a little technical error and it wasn't streaming right, and so had to fix that, but we are here with you guys now, and so we're happy to join you. And I got Roman Northcutt with me today, and uh, I'll give a little background on this episode before we get uh, too far with this thing. Um, Some of you have heard from Roman, some of you have not. Uh, In the past, you might be familiar with his name, maybe not, doesn't matter. But uh, this was a little bit different than other ones. Um, So Roman, like us, is a land investor. Uh, So it's not like somebody that's an added service. It's somebody that's doing things like us. Uh, Roman also is a land investor that came along in uh, 2016, I believe. So he's only been doing this for about six years. did have a different business background. Roman was actually also my very first land investing student. Um, I actually wasn't even looking at teaching land investing. I was doing it myself. And he approached me and asked me about teaching him because uh, he wanted to get into it, had zero real estate background, but had a business background and needed help with, with, with that part and has really blown it up. And now we're going to talk a little bit about you know how he's done that over the last six years, really scaling this business up, growing it, having a team, you know, as it said there, seven figure a year business running in this starting from scratch just six years ago, because there's so many people that start in this business, and have been around for a decade. And it's hilarious, I see like their posts, and they're still asking the same questions a year, 10 years later that they asked 10 years ago, you know, about like, how do I get a list? And how do I and it's like, okay, you're not really taking this seriously, <laughs> if that's the case. And so here's an example of somebody that took it seriously and somebody that that's just run with it and all that. So Roman, thank you for joining us. Uh, Roman, you know, not only an investor, first student, friend of mine as well, uh, joining us from Florida uh, down in, uh, in his new home in Orlando. And so uh, thanks for joining us. And before we like start, I guess, asking any questions or anything, if you have anything you want to say or just a little background or anything like that, you know, feel free to jump in and go ahead with that. Yeah, well, uh, first, you know, thanks, Jonathan, for having me on board and, and that uh, nice welcome there. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, it's awesome to, to reconnect with you. Uh, you know, obviously, we stay in contact and have continued to stay in contact over the last six years, but uh, it's really cool to still be able to, to uh, have a friendship with you and uh, come on board your show. Uh, definitely come a long way <laughs> from from uh, from when you started helping me, but uh, I'm sure we'll dive, dive into a little bit more. So, you know, I'll let you run the show, man. Great to see you. Great to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm actually, I'm listening to you. I'm just opening this up just to make sure that we, that I don't miss any comments or anything like that with this. Uh, sorry. You gotta, just want to make sure I don't miss any comments or anything here. So I'm getting a little feedback. Anyway, okay. So, I mean, I guess first off, you were 
successful in business. I mean, let's face it, right? You had a successful business before. You don't have to go into all those details, but I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. I mean, what, what I guess made you want to go from a successful business to being like, let's sell this and get into something else and, and ultimately land on real estate investing? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I mean, I'm 45. I haven't had a job since college. So I just had started and ran different businesses. I always hailed myself as an opportunist. So I would, you know, I would see an opportunity to make money in a particular market. Sometimes it was jewelry due to a couple of different jewelry companies. I had a mechanic shop. It's a partner in an interior design firm. And I think a couple others. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I didn't vet the opportunity for passion for myself. I was just excited to make money on my own, excited to kind of be that entrepreneurial spirit. But uh, I kind of ran dry or we hit roadblocks on those other businesses. And, and then I, they would stop me at some level. They were successful at some level, but they, I wouldn't grow past a certain point. And, uh, you know, it just was end up, I would be burnt out on them. And uh, I finally came to a decision one day, I promised myself, that's it. I'm not going to do anything for money. I'm not going to make a dollar. I'm not going to drive an Uber car. I'm going to basically sell the half of the company that I was a partner in at that time. And I had already sold my other ones at that time and just made a promise to myself that I would go broke before doing something that I loved. And I quit everything and started researching a couple different avenues on what do I want to do? What do I think I would have passion in? And just came across, looked at different ideas within real estate without. And uh, when I really kind of dove into this land thing, it looked like a lot of fun. And it really played on my skills that I had built in those other businesses. Although it wasn't real estate, um, just the way, the way it's structured, the way land deals are done seemed to be a good match. And and then uh, I met you, and uh, you helped me get started and, and, and grow in the first year here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, business is business, right? I mean, if you, if you can, the, the, the tools and the skill set and whatever you want to call it, the people that are successful in business are successful for a reason. It's not from being lazy. It's not from thinking. I've talked about that all the time. You know, people talk about get rich quick, and I, you never had that mentality. It wasn't like, I mean, you had uh, goals. But you were never like, I'm going to touch my finger to something and download a list and click my mouse six times and I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. I mean, you never, ever said those words. So it was like never even that idea. So you had the right business mentality. And for those of it was kind of interesting. We talked about our history a little bit. So I actually met Roman at a different event. I just happened to be there. Somebody was speaking and they actually mentioned that I was a successful, you know, land investor and had done a bunch of deals. And I just kind of sitting there, like not thinking anything of it. And for those of you who are wondering, I mean, Roman like literally came up to me after and like grilled me. I mean, like grilled me and like probably longer than the person spoke. I mean, we were like, I think we were like shutting off the lights on us there. <laughs> it was like, and yeah. he was like, I mean, I mean, and I thought it was interesting. And but one of the things that really came out of that that you said was like you like told me like I was shocked you basically I had basically had an answer for everything. That's what you told me afterwards. You're like it blew you away that like 
And I was like, wow, I can teach this. But then I was like shocked. Like you were like sitting there saying like asking all these questions because like, I had never seen that before. And then you asked me for my phone number or email. I don't remember what it was now. It asked me for some contact point. And like, I was like, I'll never hear from this guy again. I answered and like literally within like a week, you were like, can you teach me how to do this business? <laughs> it was like, exactly. can, can we work together? And it was like, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. Um, and yeah, I, I literally mean, beelined over to you. Yeah, like, I remember. Like, and the group got like, like it was funny because you were like the first person there. Then the group did this, like other people decided to take advantage of that. And then like everybody else was like, yeah, we're not hanging around this long. And then it like went back to like, it went from like me and you to like, up to like maybe eight people or something. And then went back to like the two of us <laughs> by the end. Well, my wife was there too. I, I don't even know. She hung around and talked the whole time. She might've been like, I'm sitting back down. I'm done with you guys. It was like, um, but yeah, I mean, so just, I mean, a little bit, I definitely saw, and that's like one of the things that's, that's kind of key to all of this. We're not going over the history, but your tenacity and like, just being like very business minded has, you, you know, was very evident at that, that day. Well, I mean, skeptical was part of it, you know, uh, maybe a healthy skepticism because I mean, you know, somebody talks about, you know, there's something coming from, you know, uh, a, a teacher of something, anybody can say they're a teacher of something, but uh, you know, is there really weight there? And when it was announced that you were there and that you had a business, uh, that did this, over, I think you were in business for five years at that time, or three years, or five years. So 2016, and yeah, we were like five or six years at that point in land. I mean, we've been in real estate for land, you know years, yeah. but yeah, yeah. And and so I wanted to find out if it was true. You know, it, did you really was this viable? Because I, I was a little skeptical uh, about it. And uh, you, that's how I grilled you. Are you really doing this? Have you been doing this full time? Is it? Is it, are you making good money? Is, <laughs> do you enjoy it? Things like that. And, and uh, yeah, I, you know, you had all, all good answers and, and that was it, you know, I. Yeah. I, I it's, it's funny. Cause I remember that night very well and like sitting there and even after like going back, we, we, I was talking to my wife afterwards and she was like, so many questions and like, these people are never going to do anything, which was probably true from like that other group of, 10 people, whatever it was, you know, that like expanded and then contracted back. To, I mean, that is the way a lot of people are, right? They just don't put forth the effort, but you yeah. certainly did. Um, One thing I want to add here, everybody, as you're listening to this is this is live question and answer. So if you have questions that you're hearing as we're going along here, since he is in our business, feel free to post them. You know, we're, I'm monitoring the comments. All I see right now is the word test. Somebody tested it to make sure they could hear well. Um, but uh, feel free to comment. You don't have to do it right now, but as you're listening to this, feel free to like, you know, if you have comments, questions, anything like that, you know, we'll be happy to answer them. So, you know, why don't you just give us the quick rundown then? I mean, the, the last six years, I mean, 2016, that was right. So, and I, I actually think it's probably more like five years. because If I remember, I don't remember correctly. It's possible I'm dead wrong, but I thought it was towards the end of 2016, but it may have been early. I don't remember. But if it was early, then, okay, six years, it's fine. So why don't you just give us the run on the last five or six years? I believe it was March in 2016. So it's been about basically exactly six years then. I think it was around March. And, uh, you know, it does take a little bit of time to, it took a little bit of time for me to learn everything because I was, I studied 
heavily, you know, because uh, I wanted to really to get it right or, or to be successful at this. So I took probably a month and I don't recommend that everybody do this because there's a, there's definitely, at, there's a, there's a good advice in, in take a bite and act on it, take a bite and act on it. But I didn't do it that way. I, I wanted to know it from start to finish and, and, and I learned and I took notes first and then, um, and then, but that wasn't too long. That was only like, that was during the time that we were talking about working together before we actually talked about, we actually did it. And then, uh, and then once I felt like I had absorbed the knowledge enough and to get started is when we got started. And, uh, just, one step in front of the other. I mean, really, you know, the first year, it's not like, uh, I mean, I did from what I've been told more deals my first year than most, but you know, it still had to be that first deal. And I actually remember calling you probably about three times a day before I got that first contract in the mail. Like, are you sure? I'm really nervous. I'm really, are you sure? And you're like, just wait, calm down, just wait. Then the next day, I still don't have anything. I still don't have anything in the mail. And uh, eventually, though, it came. I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, I got one, you know. And, uh, and, then, and then for the first year was, uh, yeah, you got to work. I mean, I mean, let's, you don't have to. I guess it depends on what level people want to grow. I had in my mind the level that I wanted to grow, which, which was kind of a not a casual thing. I wanted a, a certain level of business, so I knew I was going to have to put in the time up front, uh, which I did. But, um, but yeah, you know, just one step in front of the other for that first year, for sure. And that's definitely a key, what you just said, because I think a lot of, we talk about that. I mean, is your goal to do a handful of deals and you're X age and you just want to make some supplementary income or do you want to run a business, you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with either. It, I mean, everybody's right. different, you know, I mean, if I was 70 years old, I probably don't want to start a bit, you know, it's like, I'm happy with $50,000 a year supplementary income from whatever I have, right? I'm going to be at 40. It's a little different story. So I think, you know, there's, and that what you just said is exactly true. I mean, at that point, you were late 30s, right, as you're starting. And it's like, you know, you got your whole life in front of you, business life in front of you still. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to do this little deal by deal thing. I want to have a business because I want to be clearing up stuff as, 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 you know, time goes along. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw the potential pretty early on. Uh, although, uh, don't get me wrong, I had fears. I mean, there were days I had to talk myself into getting out of bed. And because uh, oh, I, I remember the fears scared. that we discussed, never mind the ones you had yourself. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, like the, the, some of the scariest moments in my life were actually when I sold a business even though maybe I've got money in the bank, but when I'd all of a sudden didn't have an idea of what I was going to do next, I mean, that was very, very scary. And then before it makes money, a lot of fears I had to overcome and this one for sure. But, uh, but just, you know, fighting through it, but I saw the potential or at least, you know, I, I, I it, it made sense to me. It saw the potential. I was able to see that it would work. And it was just like, but can I get the deals? And that was really the question. And if I could get the deals, and then at first, I guess maybe can I resell it? Like, is that can I really have a profit margin there? But I mean, it, but I saw the potential. And within that, kept me going forward, even getting through the fears, getting through the tough times, 
Um, you know, because it does, you know, from the moment of beginning to actually first contract in hand, that's not an overnight thing because there are a number of steps that need to happen. People need to agree on the contract. It needs to be set in. It needs to be closed on. So it's a bit of time. Um, but uh, the, the thing to do if anybody is in that stage is actually don't sit on your laurels during that time because if when the contract comes in, if you haven't been continuing to work and work during those few months, and they're not too many months, maybe two or three months, then you may get a contract in, but then you're then, but everything is stopped because you and have nothing behind it yeah. forward. You have nothing behind it. There's your pipelines empty. We talk so about that like up and is. down. It's, it's literally like consistency. I mean, I've told you were the first person I probably told that to, and I've told it since then to, you know, tons of people. It's like, if there's anything that's important about this business more than anything else, it's being consistent because then when the pipeline comes or I use the funnel illustration to keep pouring in the top, you'll always have stuff coming out the bottom where, and that was a great thing you did. Cause we talked about that, but you never, you were, you were questioning. I remember that you were questioning, is this going to happen? And is this, and is, but you never stopped when you were questioning, you never were like, let's make sure before you were like, okay, he's telling me this, we've worked together. I'm going to trust the process. And then all of a sudden you had like a contract, but then like a few days later, you had another one. And all of a sudden you've got 10 of them sitting in front of you in a relatively short amount of time that you were then working with. Once they, once the first one came in, then they just kind of fell in together, fell in like back to back to back. It just takes time for that first one. As long as people are continuing to work during that, during that time period, you know, what I did and I, I mean, or I, what I, what I might recommend or what I think is good is to consider, okay, well, how much does it cost to drop letters in the mail? How much is it going to cost me to do whatever I need to do? And then just dedicate a chunk of money to it. And, and, you know, whatever that number is, it, it, you know, make sure it's enough to cover a few, you know, a period of time to get started at whatever pace that person wants to do, but, but then see it through and be willing to, because sometimes the scary thing is spending the money up front, right? And, uh, you know, but just, it's like, if you go to Vegas, most people go to Vegas and they have an idea on how much money they're going to take to Vegas. And they're like, well, win or lose, this is what I'm taking. I'm taking $2,000. I'm taking $500. I'm making $10,000. Whatever that might be, you know, that you're willing to lose, take that money in and use it all and, and give it a full shot, just like you would go if you went to Vegas. And that I think that's, that's actually something that it's, it's great you say that because that's one of the things where I feel that in some of the training that we've done with other people since is we've really implemented that in. If you, some people will tell us like, just do it and like join up and we'll teach you and you're good. And then they have like nothing left and that stops them from. And, and one of the things, like if you call us and have like a consultation with us, we're very firm. Like you need some money to market. You don't need money to buy properties. We talked about that. There's plenty of ways around that. Right. But you do the, the marketing budget is, 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 you need it hundred percent. There's no way around that. It's like, and, and you need to, one of the things we talked about, which I teach all the time is, and I know you've done it. So it's, it's proven true in your case is that needs to go up as you want to. I mean, unless you want to stay, I mean, there's nothing, you don't have to go up. You said, if you want to stay at a certain level, then fine. But if you want to grow a business, your marketing budget on March of 2016 can't be the same as May of 2022, right? It's like you brought that up because of growing your business and, and turning things over. So that's a huge 
you know, I, I love that you're saying this stuff. I mean, guys, we didn't, Roman and I did not talk about this is, it just shows that what we've taught, I've, I've never changed that because that this is what works. And you came from other yeah. businesses, you know, it works. I mean, this is business. This is just common sense stuff that, you know, fits in. But, you know, I think it was Ben Franklin, right? The common sense isn't so common. It's amazing how many people like try to like do this and it, it just doesn't work. I think a lot of people, when trying something new, and, and they forget, like when we were when we were kids and we were babies and we didn't know how to walk, like we fell so many times. But now, you know, when we're adults, for some reason, we look in when we look in our memory bank, it seems like we just learned everything super fast and was successful or whatever we were successful at, like instantly. But that's just not the case. And it wasn't the case for me either. I'm sure it wasn't the case for you, you know. And so it's just, the you know, it's it, it, it's not going to happen in a week with the first, with the, you know, like it might, you might get a deal out of the first mailing that's possible, you know, and, and depending upon how many letters you mail in your first mailing, likely, but you know, it's just being coachable, having an idea how much time, effort and money you're willing to invest because it is an investment and following through with the instruction and your promise to yourself. You know, and, and a part of it, I mean, you talk about investment and it's, it's just, it's funny. Cause I say this all the time and it's easy for me to say this. I didn't go to college. I never saw the need. I was like an entrepreneur mindset. Like I was, I had little businesses when I was in middle school, you know, it's like, I was like bringing stuff to school and selling like sports cards and like collectible, you know, I mean, nothing much, but it's, it's hilarious Dude. how you look back at it. You're like, Oh man, I was making like $10 a day, which doesn't sound like much, but when it was in the nineties and you're a 10 year old or 12 year old or whatever, that's pretty good money. Right. It's like, so it, but it's like, I always had that mindset, but I tell people all the time, like people are just, we're, we're so trained to go a certain way that anything that's against that, even though it's the exact same thing, people like people will drop a hundred thousand dollars a year to go get some degree that they're never going to use again. And it's just normal. And you don't even question, you don't think about it. But then when it's like, this is going to be my business, like you said, let's, let's invest in ourselves. Let's put some money in it. People like run the other. Oh no 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 no! That's crazy. It's like it, it's true. so weird. Like you know, the way we're conditioned, society has us. I call it noise. That's like literally. I'm like, you gotta stop listening to the noise, and that's in a lot of stuff. Like there's so much noise around us that just all day long, and we just build you know build everything around that. So, you know, that's your start. So we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that because that wasn't why we brought, you know, honestly brought you here. It's, it's where you can go. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, some people just don't ever get out the door, but the ones that do, it's like they, they get out the gate and they get off to that running start and they hit the, you know, hundred meter mark in the 5k race. And then they're all of a sudden they're like crawling. Right. It's like, cause they just get, some get disillusioned, whatever. So, you know, you have continued to grow and you've put in different pieces to help you do that. You've got a land business. You've got people working for you. That didn't happen overnight, obviously. So what enabled you or helped you to like, because honestly, just being straightforward here. I mean, I kind of gave you some ideas and some thoughts and like different, but this was kind of at this point, I'm almost not out of the picture, but like, I mean, we still talked, but this was you at this point. You had a business running 
where you were involved and had a couple people involved, but you kind of like just took it at that point. Cause now you knew what you were doing. And so like, what enables you to like do that, you know, and get where you are now. And we'll talk a little bit about where you are now too, after. Yeah, great. So uh, the scaling portion. So like, like you mentioned, it, it wasn't my first business. So I had made some mistakes in growing businesses in the past. One of them was attempting to grow them too fast where expenses would pile up and I would add people. And, you know, my idea of, of having a big business would meant a bunch of people and <laughs> not a big bank account uh, or resources anyway for the company to operate. So this time around, you know, and from the beginning, since I had the passion, I always saw the longevity of it. I'm like, okay, this is something I'm going to want to do for a very long time, possibly till the rest of my life. So I always had that longevity in mind. So I ensured that I wanted to grow always on a solid foundation. So whatever level I'm at, I did it enough to feel like I stood on solid ground. So that first year, I was only me. Actually, I only did it myself. I think I did end up getting um, a freelancer just to help with a little bit of the uh, putting up ads uh, a little bit at the towards the end of that first year, but I rinsed and repeated the basics. It's, it's reminds me of basketball coaches, you know, they're always like preaching the preaching the fundamentals. So I just did the fundamentals. I mean, I did every piece of it in the beginning. Just I'm going to just stop you one second, just interrupt here, just because yeah. I just want to clarify something you because I remember this. When you say you did everything, you mean the key points, because I remember you like you did outsource letters and stuff like that early on pretty early on. You were you were doing no. that, but you're. It took you a year. No. I didn't, I thought you were. Didn't you have somebody doing some like retired person or something? I forgot what it was now. It's been too long. But somebody was. You know, uh, maybe maybe less than a year. I did have someone come over and put the letters in the envelopes. Yeah, I kind of regular. What I, that's what but, I. You know, and my reason for bringing that. this up was one of the things that I talk about all the time is there's certain aspects that are easy to outsource that you need to look at first, which you did. I, it may have been six months in or something. I don't know when you did that, honestly. I just remember the conversation. So I know you did it. But the stuff we're talking about or getting to is some of the stuff. You said you did everything yourself, which is fine. But this other stuff that we're talking that we're going to get to here, this is the stuff that some people never get to. You were like, you outsourced the typical mundane stuff you know letters and things like that but then you kept going sure. beyond that and so like and so and i just wanted to clarify that really quick because so many people like they do that they're like oh i've got a mail house oh i've got a call center oh i've got this oh i've got this but then when it comes to marketing and listing and advertising and acquisition all these other aspects it never goes any step further than that it's like that's always with them well, in, you know, there's a million ways to to do things, right? You know, but the way that I did it, I actually intentionally grew slowly. And now maybe it doesn't seem slow compared to, I mean, they, I guess they say the, they don't know, the slow something wins the race or whatever. But uh, uh, I, I just grew inc incrementally over time. So could I have laid it all out and said, okay, I need a, this person and a, that person and a acquisitions and a sales. And let me just build the whole team and, and try not to do any work up front. I didn't want to do that. Uh, so I incrementally grew. So yes, at first, the first thing I outsourced was putting 
paper in envelopes and someone would come over and stuff the envelopes once a week. That did free up a few hours of my, of my week. And then as, as that happened, you know, maybe a few weeks or a month or two later, I uh, found some, a freelancer to take over a piece of the online marketing where they would create the listings and, and put them up on, on online. And then I did that. And I also wanted to make sure financially we were stable. Though, so I didn't want to promise, since it was still an untested business for me, I always wanted to be, I wanted to be in the black all the time, except for that initial phase, which obviously takes a little bit of time to get money back. But other than that, I wanted to always be in the black. So, um, so that's why I made sure that it worked at every stage, and I and I didn't in, invest extra money in, which I could have done much faster. Honestly, I really could have. But a few months after having that person, I did end up hiring a temp, a part-time admin assistant to help me with uh, deeds and, and documents and things like that, who is still with me today and uh, is, is uh, one of my top managers. So uh, it really worked I, out. But I personally 100% agree with you. I don't, you know, it just goes back to business in general. Somebody starts a business it's like proven that most businesses are, are a few years in the red, a few years. And you're saying like, you never really want to be in the red other than that, really. And so the fact that you can even have a profitable business is, is substantial. And the other thing that I think is huge in this is, I, and I tell people this all the time, is you really should understand the inner workings of your business A to Z, because if you need to change something, if you need to change somebody, if there's anything that even if you grow to that point, like where you are, where you have different people and they're handling stuff, if that disappears, I mean, that person can walk outside tomorrow and get hit by a bus, right? I mean, in reality, I mean, you hope that doesn't happen, but it can happen. And so you can't be at that point now where you brought somebody on and they figured it all out. And now you're like, Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> well, what's my bit? I mean, you need to you know, at that point, you'd be able to bring somebody else. And obviously, those are grave circumstances. We hope that never happens to anybody. But it's real. I mean, it's life. Life's fragile. You just never know. I mean, where any of this stuff is. Absolutely. When my team trains somebody else, let's say, you know, a manager, we're bringing on somebody else. I always have that. And if it's say it's a, a skill, maybe they are not super experienced with. I, I ask them to do it themselves a few times because you can't train somebody on something to do it the way you want it done unless you know how to do it. And so just going back to your point, you know, is learning the business inside and out. It's, it's very difficult to scale if you're hiring people to do something you don't know how to do. So, but, but if you know how to do it well, I mean, I used to even time myself stuffing letters, like true story. I remember that. Yeah. I yeah. Time myself. So that when I would have somebody come in and, you know, I was, I'm, I'm really trying to run a very lean business. I would, I would train them exactly how I folded and stuffed it in and ask them to do it the same way because it saved time and I was able to save money. Now, you know, nowadays it doesn't matter, but in the beginning when I was really wanting to test this model, uh, that's what it, that's what it came down to. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. We talked about that. And that's one of those things where, you don't care. Some people do. I don't. You don't care if somebody gets better than you, but you still have to have a working. You know, if you're hiring somebody to fold them letters and envelopes and stuff, and you're paying them for 
your timing and they all of a sudden double that. And so they're making the same amount of money in half the, who cares? They're getting the job done at the level that you've set. You know, I don't care if they get better than me. Right. But it's still having that standard and knowing what it's at and, and all of that, which is, you know, it's such a huge thing. So, I mean, 2016, no land experience, real estate experience, no real estate experience, learning, we're talking, you're by yourself, mailing a letter for the first time, you haven't done a single deal. Fast forward now, here we are, it's 2022. What's the yes. rough overview of your, what's your role in your business now? What do you have? What what general business setup, I guess? Because we're talking about scaling team building. So what do things look like for your land business? Relative, I mean, you said not that, not that quickly, but in reality, six years to go from nothing to a seven figure business. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's anybody, I think anybody here is going to say like, man, I wish I could do that. And you can do that. You're proof that you can do that. So where, where are yeah. things between then and now? So I'm still very, very, very lean minded. So we have a very small team. Uh, there are basically right now, one, two, one, two, three, six core people, including myself, uh, that are doing it. But we're able to do the volume. By, by core, I, you I, don't I, mean like you're, you don't mean like a mailing house. You don't mean the, you don't mean the title company. So you mean people that are dedicated for a certain role, right? Uh, and I change that to seven full time, full time employees. For you only people. though, not not like. Not not attorneys, things like that. You're talking not not our not our support staff that because we get we, we rely on people like that every deal. You're talking about people that are just in your land business. Correct. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. And uh, we're able to do uh, a pretty high number of deals. Uh, and I've talked with other individuals that uh, we actually looked to hire somebody who was working for a competitor. And uh, during the interview process, he asked how many deals we were doing a year. And I told him, and, and, and it turned out they were doing maybe like 20% more. And at that time, we only had four people. And I asked them how many people that they had, and they had 17 people to do the same number of deals we were doing with four. So the, the key, uh, the, then the two things that I think, I think your next question is how. So number one is having rock stars on the team. It's a huge difference between someone who is, is not a performer, a mediocre performer, or a rock star. That's number one. And number two is systems. So during that growth process, we spent a lot of our time, dedicated time every week to growing and improving, streamlining our systems. And because of that, it doesn't take us long. We don't touch deals for a, a lot, they don't take a lot of work within our, our system handles it. So uh, we can do more with fewer people. And, and what that benefits, it benefits the whole team because uh, it's not like there, some of the weeks we do work hard, but it's not like we're crazy overworked. We're not, we're not all working 50, 60 hours a week at all. And, you know, everybody is also incentivized based on, you know, our production. So I have a smaller team that produces higher level, but then they also get treated better as well financially. 
benefits all, all the extras. So one you know, hand washes it's, the it's, other. Kind of, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an improving cycle, you know, that 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 we all share in the benefit. So systems and people is gonna is is basically the magic sauce, in my opinion. One thing on this that I'm going to ask you, because I know you don't agree with this statement, but you've heard it because I know, and we've talked about it because other people have said this. They say, don't train these people to do these things because they'll just rip you off and go do it themselves, right? If I'm training somebody how to acquire land and handle all my acquisitions, or I'm handling people, I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about that, but you basically have a person that does handle your acquisitions. You have somebody that handles your disposition. So the sales. So if you're training somebody to handle these aspects, all they got to do is learn the other side and they're your competitor. Now that's what people say. So they're like, don't be teaching people to do this. And I know you don't agree with that statement because we've talked about it. I don't agree with that statement because if I did, I wouldn't be teaching people how to invest in landing, creating competition for me and for you. And thing. I mean, right. I wouldn't. So what do you say to like, to people that say that a couple of things i mean you know is it possible yes but here's the thing as, as we talked about jonathan most people don't ever do anything with this it's a very small percentage of people who show interest in land that actually do anything and it, it's not i mean it's it's doable but it takes a good amount of work in the beginning and so but my goal at some point in time, this shifted. It wasn't this way in the very beginning, but after we had really gotten some resources and money in the bank and we were really flowing, I shifted my mindset about the team and I decided I only wanted rock stars on the team and I wanted to pay them well. And so I wanted them to be rewarded. I want them to not just, I want them to want to stay on the team because they see the vision for themselves. They're, they're rewarded now uh, very well. They have opportunity to make really, really, really good money, really good money. And, and they see that that's possible. I'm providing them an avenue for it. I'm assisting them in getting to that as well as covering, they get a, they get a, you know, there's strong financial benefit just right out of the gate as well as benefits for setting up 401ks. I mean, so we, you know, the goal, my goal is to attract and retain these kind of people in a way that they are enthused about staying and growing because it's advantageous for them. It's not trickery. It's advantageous. Like why would someone stop a great flow of income, a job that they love every day that they're excited about making good money can make even more in the future. Why would anyone stop that to go to scratch and start from nothing on a questionable basis? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I wouldn't even want to do that because I just make it easy. I, I build a system so that they can basically be their own entrepreneurs, own their own portion of the company, control how much they get paid, how much they want to produce. So they actually get to run their own business within my company and be rewarded based on their production. So they kind of already are their own, their own boss in a lot of ways yeah. and, and without the risk. It's Without interesting risk, so. because I, I actually read a book on that. Oh, not a book on this. I'm just on business in general. I, I highly recommend the book. It's um, it's ready, fire, aim. But one of the things the guy talks about, which I think speaks to this, and and I tell people all the time, there's a difference between the business owner entrepreneur and the person that's willing to run the business. Every major company out there has CEOs, six 
high six-figure earners, seven-figure earners as CEOs, right? And those people have no desire to go create a competitive company. They're making good money and they can run that business day in and day out, but that's where they're going to stay, you know, and they're more than content to do that. He actually uses the term intrapreneurs, like they're inside the business running the whole thing, but no desire to go outside of it and be a business owner and start from scratch and all the things that you mentioned. So for those of us, it's what, and why would they, and why would they, you know, to be honest with you, if, if, so I didn't have someone offer a structure like they have, or like we have here that I could just step into and run it as my own without having to put in my, re- my own resources and be uh, like kind of risk. Like, uh, like I, I may not even do it myself. I, I mean, I'd be just being completely honest, you know, cause you know, I can, it's I can hard. I mean, it's the other side. You never, never know. Right. On the side of the fence. It's like, you just, who knows? It's like, you just don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Cause it's like, you're, you're not there. You know? I mean, it's, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that's a huge thing though, for, for everybody listening to this, that is of the entrepreneur building the business mindset is as you're bringing these people on they're they don't want to be your competitors because they don't have that desire they don't have that dream to create that thing from scratch and, and do all that they just want to have a good job they're really good inside of it they're what you call them all stars or superstars or whatever they want they're at those levels with those things but that's where they want to be i mean well, i want to i want to caveat that though because the rock stars they have the dream. It may not be the dream to necessarily do it all themselves, but that, that's not the dream. That's not even my dream. Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to one day do it all myself. That's not the dream. They want to travel. They want to have freedom. They want to have financial abundance. They want to have time to spend, spend with their friends and family. They want to have security. So we provide all of that here. We provide the security because they have uh, a nice, good, solid base that's very, very competitive on the market. They have a potential to earn insane money. They have control over that. We actually just implemented uh, unlimited vacation plan so they can travel and do whatever they want, whenever they want, basically, as long as their job is taken care of. And, and so, you know, all the things that I want, I, we, we now as a company provide that opportunity for everybody involved. Yeah. I guess and, it's, and it's, so, uh-huh. I guess a way of saying it the is they want to be under the umbrella instead of creating the umbrella. You created it. You're the one that did yeah, this. I, they want to be under it, even though they're getting that awesome. And, and so that goes back to that term, which I don't even know if it's a real term, that entrepreneur versus intrapreneur thing that he created was basically like you said, they have the same dream. They have the same goals. They're making, honestly, they're making better money than a lot of entrepreneurs are, right? That are starting there because of the ones that make, turn their businesses into multi-million and billion dollar companies. That's one thing, but there's plenty of them that are not doing that. And so these people are making better money, but it's, it's that their way of doing it is more inside of the, you know, inside of the structure instead of like creating that structure. It's like a safety net, you know, and, and also, or like, a. um, Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, like McDonald's, what, uh, you know, a bunch of different stores. You could just buy the one with a franchise franchise. Yeah. So yeah. It's like franchising, you know, like the, like the system's already there for them to use. It doesn't have to be created from scratch. Just step in, learn the process. And then you get to control your income, your time, 
your enjoyment, you know, all of that is laid out within the structure. And, and that's how the, that's what the rock stars want. You know, that's really what they want because the, the rock stars are, they're already go-getters. They're already motivated, you know, and that can be in any role. And, and, you know, it's who wouldn't want that. And in fact, like I said, I nobody, I wasn't in a position where I had an opportunity like that. Uh, why, why, why wouldn't I? Right. Especially Especially, you know, when you give them time freedom, you know, that's, that's the kicker, you know, like now I have to say we haven't, most of the team hasn't used a lot of the unlimited vacation, but it's there for them. And, and if they take days off, I don't question. And I really want them to make a ton of money. Yeah. Well, as long like, as they're doing their I job, you don't care them. what they do. Right. It's like, take all as much time as you want, as long as you're getting the stuff that you're supposed to. And obviously I think that's hilarious when people are like, you know, oh, I want to keep them here because if they make this much, like, well, you do realize that every dollar they make is more money in your pocket. It's like, this is, that's the, people are like trying to hold back people. It's like, you know, no, go make a million dollars each. I could care less. It's like, cause you're gonna make putting that much money in my pocket. It's like, you know, it works both ways. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And, and how much one team member makes the rest of the team members benefit too. You know, like that's how we have it structured. But so we all works both ways. Like better. they benefit plus they're a lot of it's contagious too, right? Like if they see one like exceeding like doing there, it's like, oh man, I can, you know, bring up my level too. That's the other thing I think in this too is is that's a it's a valid point that I've noticed through running different businesses and different people and stuff is we talk about people taking your ideas, but a lot of these people are like all stars, top of their game, the stuff you were talking about in a certain area, maybe not the whole business as a general, in general, right? It's like, yeah. they are like, just yeah. like awesome at X. You know, it's amazing. And I've noticed this, it's, it's, I mean, real estate agents prove this point, but it's amazing how many people can like find a property left, but they could never sell it or vice versa. It's like, they can sell a property, no problem. And they can, you know, what's that ketchup popsicle to a guy in white gloves at the expression, you know, they can do that. But if they had to go and find that property to get, they can't do that. So if, if people are in their roles that are appropriate to them, they stand and make more money. They get to, Oh, they're basically setting them up for success. Right. Cause they're good at that, but they don't have yeah. all the tools to actually do the entire business either. Or, or the interest. I mean, there's parts of the business I love doing, and there's parts that like is like, you know, nails on a chalkboard, like title searches and reviewing title reports. Are like, I mean, it can't get any more soul hardening for me than, <laughs> than that particular part of it. Right. So I would rather, you know, if I were to pick a role, I would pick, you know, acquisitions or sales or something like that, or I'm talking to people or maybe even the systems manager, or I can work on the systems. I enjoy that too. And everybody has their particular things that they're good at that they enjoy and then yes they'll just put them in that role and now they get to be an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur as you mentioned and they don't have to deal with all those other parts that they don't like our, our transaction coordinator and our ops manager they do not have any interest in doing sales at all you know what i mean and and the people in other roles they just don't have because it's a, you, you there is a wide gambit of skills that are needed here and you know yes it can be done by one person up to a certain point but i mean it's it's it, there's if you want to get past a certain level then you have to bring on other people and there's no way it's not i wouldn't say no way the the you know the 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 um, the financial reward that somebody can get within my organization 
would be definitely not a given to do it themselves, you know, because I make it that rewarding. I mean, that's what, that's the key of scale is my goal is to build this thing and share it, share it. That's it. I don't, I don't want to make all the money. I want to share it. I want to give other people the opportunity to enjoy their life and, and reach their goals. And, and, and part of that really is that you're also it. scaling back your time though. So in your value, you're like, I'm getting to the point where I'm not going to be spending, let them run the business. My time, your time is, is less involved. So I'm sharing the money, still making good money, but guess what? My interests are now in whatever you want to do as opposed to, which is huge. I mean, again, a lot of that depends on your age, where you're at, what you want to do, everything like that. But I'm in the same boat as you. We're, we've talked about that from the beginning. I'm one of the things that, I mean, my goal was to be retired by the time I was 40 and not have to do deals anymore. And though we've got good money in the bank and you know we've got assets and we could probably play around with it to the point of not needing to do anything, I can't do that. But we kind of reevaluated like 10 years ago and we're like, or seven years ago or six years ago, or whatever it was. And we were like, okay, we're in our mid thirties. Why are we going to work like dogs to do? Why not build something and take less time? And yes, we're sharing money and we're doing these things, but we're able to now have more times more valuable to us at this point in our life. So it's like, let's go enjoy these things and let's travel and let's do this stuff. And yes, we still work and we still have a business, but other people are running things. Other people are doing stuff. They get their share. We get ours, you know, so that's huge. I mean, as you're looking at it, like anybody's looking at it. And, and, and that's a good point. And, and that's one of the things that we're in it for. And when it comes to scale and bringing on those quality people, that's what they're in it for too. You know, so I have a mindset that I can't have anything I can't give. So I'm really, uh, I really am a proponent for, for them in that same way. It's a, and it didn't happen like overnight for me. I mean, this was like kind of a gradual progression over time, but now, but I tell you with that mindset, I love coming to work still every day because now I'm helping them live their dreams and they love, well, don't get me wrong. We had some, we're, we've, we've been really busy lately and everybody's tired, but at the end of the day, they'll still say they love it. Yeah. And, and that's really fun for me. I love hearing that, you know, this is the favorite job they've ever had, that they're still excited every day. They like, they tell us, they say they're excited for Mondays. If I have a team that's excited for Mondays, I have no worries. Like, at all. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that in our training. I'm like, I'm, we're at the point, and you are, I mean, we're, but we're like, I don't even know what day of the week it is half the time. It's like, I have no idea. Like, you know, this afternoon I had to go out and do something, and like, I stopped at a bar and had a beer. It was like at, at noon in the middle of Wednesday, <laughs> you know? It's like, because I was just out and like, do that. And it's like, I have no clue what day it is half the time. It's like doing things that other people are like, you, Mon oh God, it's Monday. And then they're living for Friday, right? It's like, eh, Friday, you know, we could care less. It's like no idea where that stuff is. And I, I quote him a lot and I use it a lot. And it, it, it's so applicable here. You know, Mark Cuban with the whole half a watermelon is better than a whole grape thing. I mean, you're living that. You're like, basically like, I'm right. giving away half my, I don't know if it's half, but whatever it is, I'm giving away a big chunk, but I still get my half. and that's better than doing it all myself and getting a smaller piece. Cause I had to do it all myself. I mean, that's a huge, you know, he uses it all the time as he's investing in these companies, but part of it is as you're investing in other people, the same exact idea too. 
I love that analogy. hundred percent. I love that. Half of a watermelon is better than the whole grape. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. That's cool. I keep and, that in mind. And guys, I mean, that are listening here. I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm nothing special. You know, I Roman, yes, he had a business background and he understood different things. He didn't have anything from real estate, but he did it in six years. And he's make. I mean, if it takes you 10, because maybe you don't have quite the pieces, who cares, right? Or if you're, if you don't make some of the mistakes that you did, because you did make some mistakes, you hired the wrong people, you talked about the all stars. I know in our conversations, you said one of the things you didn't do is you didn't hire those people to begin with, you hired the wrong people, and you had to learn the hard way through that. So it's like, so maybe you don't make those mistakes. And maybe you do it in four years. And uh, who cares, right? It's like, if you if you get to that, it's, it's being invested in yourself and realizing, which one of the things I really appreciated about you, it's you have that goal, but you never were of like that mindset, like, okay, it's March, 2016 by December, I have a team running and I'm out of this and I'm a multimillionaire in land. And you never had that. And so many people come in, I think we're just kind of geared that way. Cause so many people talk about get rich quick and you see these different things and it's just like, man, I'm going to, and you never had that. And that's, I mean, but slow and steady, like you said, wins the race. And honestly, I mean, if, six years to having a team and having a seven figure business and all of that is slow and steady, then sign me up all day long. Cause six years in reality is not that long of a time period. I mean. Sure. And it's been a good, it's not like I went from the six years of in the red to all of a sudden I'm in the black. I mean, it's been a good ride yeah, and, and doing this well yeah. along the way, you know, and you know, but you know, I think it comes back. You you mentioned I don't remember what you mentioned, but I'm gonna. You know, it goes back for me to like making sure I enjoy it because the businesses I had before, again, like I enjoyed some days, but enjoyment wasn't the top priority. You mentioned people who want to make X number of dollars by this date, but da da da. You know, I that I used to have those goals like that. And, you know, I still have monetary goals, of course, but uh, if it's just that and it's just for the money, then, you know, might might be worth reevaluating if you want to be if you want to have longevity. We tell people all the time it's not about the money. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's about. I always tell people it's it's about money, but it's it's what the money leads you to. What can it do? You want to travel? Do you want this? Do you want a better life for whatever it may be? Because those are all byproducts of money. But if it's all about yeah. this is the number, you're not going to. And sometimes we do need to just remind ourselves, like, why, what, are we enjoying it? Or hold on, let me pause and make sure I'm enjoying. And, and like, let me just enjoy it for a minute. Uh, like I mentioned to you, Jonathan, I just moved uh, about a month ago to downtown Orlando. And I'm, I'm in a high rise, right, with a beautiful view. And. I've only been here a month, but I, every day, like I make it a point if I like, I make it a point to walk over to the window or onto the balcony and sit there and enjoy the view for a minute, because I don't want to have this beautiful view. And then it just become this mural on the wall that I forget about. You know, it's like people that live, live by the beach. I lived by the beach and didn't go to the beach. If we don't specifically take time to enjoy it, remind ourselves why, and we're just in the work of it or in the struggle or in the striving for the goal or attaining the money, then we forget what there is to enjoy about it. And, and that taking that time to enjoy for me creates that longevity. It keeps me from burning out. It reminds me why, because I'm doing it to enjoy my life. So why don't I just do it and enjoy my life? 
And, and, and that for me in this business is what one of the key things that differentiated it from anything else I've done before. And I will still say to this day, and I've never had another business like this in my whole life. I still love it. Yeah. And I love what I do. And I think part of it is the nice thing is there's so many different aspects of this business that when you realize the points that you don't like, those are the ones that you're like, I need somebody else. You know, it's like, if you love some people love sale, you know, they want to talk to the, they love the negotiation aspect. They like, great. They keep doing it. Outsource something else. It's like, don't try to bring somebody. In. It's like, you know, so many aspects that you can, you know, handle the stuff that you like doing. It makes it, you know, that old saying, right. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. It's like, so pick the stuff that you love, not the stuff that you're like, Oh God, I got to go look at a title report or, Oh, I got to go to, Oh God, I got to go list another property and create an ad. If you hate that stuff, then don't do it. It's like, it's, it's that simple, you know, get other people involved. So we've been on a little bit here. We had a couple questions pop up. I'm just going to ask them quick. You don't have to go into huge details. Um, some of them are really easy, um, but I'll just ask them quick. So first what's changed from 2016 to 2022? What, if anything has changed is actually the way it's worded. What hasn't changed? <laughs> um, hey, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, everything has changed. My structure of business has changed. We've got different people in there, mostly different people. We've improved our systems. We do more deals, more profitable. My mindset has changed over time. Uh, but, you know, but it all happened. It didn't happen. It wasn't one change from 2016 to 2020. It's just like the continual process. It's, it's like the, it's the growth mindset of doing it as best as I can right now and looking at where I want to go and what can I do a little bit better. Like Jonathan says, hey, if you, if you don't want to do something, then pass it to someone who does want to do it. But if you're not at that point, then just muscle up for a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, you know, be flexible with yourself. There's not one right or wrong way to do it. The, the, the way to do it is to keep taking that next step. Yeah. I mean, that's just, the, that's been the key to the success. And we're still growing before, like, like grow with your business. Don't grow your business. It's like, so like you, like oh, you said, it's been like, right. It's, it's yeah, that's huge. I grow myself and my business follows. Yeah. That's how I look, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I mean that, like I read. Yeah, definitely. But so many people focus on just the business growth and it's really, you know, the growth needs to be personal and growing the stuff internally yourself and working on that. And then your business grows with you. And then you're kind of, wow, this happened with it, as opposed to you put this audacious goal out there for your business and you never hit it. And then you feel like a failure. And it's like, you could have got there if you just had done it the exact same thing, just in a different steps, you know, to, to, to have the right mindset. Or you hit it and personally, you're not ready for it. And you won't, and you're still miserable, right? Those are the, me the, the guys that hit six, seven figure incomes and go and put a gun in their mouth because they're miserable because they didn't have it inside. It was all about the money and the business. And of course, money doesn't money alone, you know, doesn't buy happiness. It's the right mindset. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's obviously advantages to making better income than not, but it's like the, the, the happiness is from a different men. I mean, my wife, and I talked about that where we lived in a 5,000 square foot apartment when we were building this thing and we were happy as we were growing and then, you know, got to different levels. And if anything ever happened, we're like the whole world just, imploded we could be happy again because of where we are internally if you know because we could be at the point look at some of these other countries right where everybody lives like that it's yeah. like because that's that's internal right so yeah working on that mm -hmm. yeah um, absolutely 
Somebody asked really what your structure on is. It, not like just thinking about working on it. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's a good idea. And then they don't. I was like, no, really, go buy a book. <laughs> you know, or yeah, I listen to Audible. I mean, I listen to so many Audible, books. Yeah. To, yeah, so many books a year. It's like, and reading books and stuff. I mean, so much. And part of it is just like mental. People talk about like, oh, you're reading books that have nothing to do with business. And I'm like, well, sometimes it's just, you need your brain to shut off from that too. It's like, you know, go enjoy life. It's like, enjoy a work of fiction, enjoy a movie, enjoy a hike, enjoy going fishing, whatever you like. It's like, go do that. It's like, shut your brain off. It's like that you'll you'll be amazed at how much that helps you. Uh, absolutely. I, if I take vacation, when I take vacations, I come back, I just feel refreshed. I have new ideas. I mean, it, it, it takes a balance. I mean, really the balance is the best. Yeah. In my opinion. Somebody asked what your structure is for your business, C Corp, S Corp. Oh, um, LLC with S Corp election. Yeah, which is what we are too. I think most of us, C Corp is usually designed for much larger. I mean, you, you're the way it's worded is running an operation of your size. In reality, from a company standpoint, these are very small companies. A handful of employees is not a large company in, in any means. I mean, we will always be small businesses. You could be making $10 million a year you're a small business. I mean, you got to break a hundred million dollars a year to be considered a large business. So, you know, it's just, just for other people listening to this, it's like, so I think most of us are doing LLCs with S corps. I mean, that's just kind of the way, and that's a tax question anyway, but that's tax, the way we're set up. That's the way you are. Talk to your CPA, but yeah, just yeah. so everybody understands that's listening to that. And it's, it's like simple. I said, not a whole lot of questions here. Somebody else asked, okay. uh, are you buying lots outright mix and matching? What's your, what's your business? your business method there meaning do we uh like take them down versus just do get you them buy them straight up do you double close them do you what's your how are you or what person like how are you handling most or is it just the, let the vast majority we take them down we buy them and take ownership and then uh sell them we do have a few deals uh i would say maybe like 80 20 80 20 percent uh, the ones that we take down, are we try to do more of those because it's simple. Actually, for, for our structure and our systems, I mean, maybe other systems that may be flipped, but uh, the way we are structured, that it is easier for us to take it down and buy it and sell it uh, versus just flip a contract. And Plus, we can your do average purchase price is not volume. super high. Right. I mean, you're not talking, you're not, yeah. I mean, you've got some, but you're not buying your average purchase price on a hundred thousand dollar purchase. I mean, so correct. that makes a difference. Well, correct. But, well, that's, that goes back to scaling though, you know? So in the beginning, very low average purchase price, but if, if anybody, you know, who's listening is interested in scaling, you want to kind of over time move that up. And we have done that as well, but yeah, you know, and that, that's, that's, can, that can be adjusted for kind of wherever anybody's at, you know, you know, what you get in, what you put in is what you get out on some level. So, you know, wherever you're at financially, you know, put in, but we, we've increased that over time. Uh, and then we do, depending upon the particulars of a deal, we may just uh, put it under contracts and go for either a double close, management fee, something like that. Either with exceptionally high dollar, we've we've had multiple million to fifteen million dollar properties uh, for sale. Um, or uh, if there's a question about it, we're not so sure it's going to sell very well. Maybe it's in wetlands or it's got some problems. Then we may put that under contract and just kind of play with it see how it does yeah 
and that's but what we, we try to I mean. gear towards taking them down and buying them and flipping. And if you own them, you do have more Maybe flexibility. But control. we don't we don't tell people. I mean, yeah. if you don't have the money, don't do it, right? If you don't need it, but if you don't, if you have the money and it makes sense, and the you know the it, there's a substantial profit upside. All the yeah. pieces line up. I mean, we talk about that, and that's something we've talked we talked about early on, and that was kind of how you decide that. So, yeah. a lot of it just yeah. depends on what you find in the property itself. I mean, that's the nice thing I, I I love about this business, and I tell people all the time is don't get hung up in a business strategy because it's come you can change it every single property, right? I mean, you could have a property that has a ten million a ten million ten thousand dollar purchase price that you know is worth $50,000 all day long and you go buy that, but you got another one that's $10,000 and it's like you said, there's wetlands or something. And all of a sudden you're not hundred percent sure. And that's like, even though it's the exact same price and you may have the money, it doesn't mean that you handle it the exact same way. And then, so you can, every single property is, you know, huge, huge aspect. I mean, that's a very nice thing about this business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What kind of letters are you using? Somebody asked that. Blind offers or just standard initial neutral letters for the most part? We have used both. Uh, we have used both neutral and blinds. We currently are using more blinds uh, than, than initial now. Uh, but, it, you know, I guess it depends. If we had a different model, we, we might go the other way. Or if we were going in different areas or cert if we were to change the type of properties we go after. So I really adapt that for our current strategy. So right now we're using blinds, but I wouldn't recommend that everybody does that. And it's an area, I mean, because I know you, you're familiar with where you're, I think one of the problems with blinds that we address a lot is people just send them having zero knowledge of, and just being like, I think it's worth, and I'm just going to, you know, your markets. And then you go do that. Cause we talked about that. We do more, well, when we, because we used to do um, the, stand, uh, what was it? I forget what we even call them. The, the initial, initial letters. Neutral, whatever, yeah. neutral letters. We used to do that. And, and the benefit of that is you don't have to do any homework up front. You only have to do homework for, you know, the response that you get. So, but with the blinds, we do a substantial amount of homework up front, a, a lot, actually. Um, and... Because we, if you don't, then you're just going to kind of waste time and energy and money. So, and again, for we've restructured ourselves to do that. But again, it's not for everybody. That would be for someone who's willing and confident in their ability to do the work up front and price those accurately. And that's what we teach. I mean, it's you got to be familiar with it to do it. Because I, I mean, on properties I own, and I'm sure you're in the same boat. We get them, and some of them it's just like, well, I mean, I've had blind offers that are like nowhere near the value. And then I've had ones that are offering me more than I'm asking for them. They're nowhere near on the other side. It's like, they're like, Oh man, I got a property out there for $15,000. Somebody comes along and offers me 20. And it's like, you know, they're not going to close just, there's no way there it's possible. So it is what yeah. you said. I mean, that education up front, you need, if not, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to be canceling so many more contracts and you actually close on. It's like, Oh my God. One time. So we were used to, we, we would mess up. I mean, everybody, no one's perfect. Right. So we previously messed up where we had offered uh, usually too low and not get any deals in, but one particular area we offered too high and in one area within like 
two weeks, we got a hundred contracts in. <laughs> it was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you then and you know you're like, ball. oh, I, at least that's like a nice ball. indication. You know you messed up. I mean, you're like that. That can't be right. We had to trash them all, and they were more angry than the people that we offer too low on. You know, sometimes they can be angry, but if you make an offer and they sign it and, and then you have to tell people, sorry, I can't go through with it. That's, that's even rougher when you make that mistake. But we did that one time and it was kind of funny, but try not to do it. I mean, and the nice thing there that I heard was six years in big business, you're still human. We still make mistakes and we still do that too. I mean, things happen. Oh, right? yeah. It's, it's not, nothing's perfect in this. I mean, you just move on from that. So, and then yeah. I think our last question here, pretty simple. Um, how many states and counties do you focus on at one time? Uh, currently, we are in seven or eight states actively right now. Uh, I mean, the county part doesn't really again, matter as much because that's, you know, but. That's going to be dependent upon the stage of, of everybody's business. You know, we're about to open up probably four or five more. So we'll be pretty soon in 11 or 12. Um, you've got a team in place. It's a little different. That, I mean, you though, just to put this in perspective, you really worked singly in like a single state. I mean, you did some deals in other ones, but as far as like actual marketing and like you focused on one state for four years, most of it, most, yeah, mm-hmm. primarily for sure. Like 90% in one state. Yeah. For the first, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the first. So it really depends on where you are. I mean, now that you've got people in place and you can handle these different things and yeah building the team because exactly. we talk about that all the time people are like so hung up on like getting elsewhere and i'm like you got to get new attorneys you got to you got to deal with whatever the tax ramifications are you got to know if you have to register nothing wrong with all that stuff but like get there first don't worry about doing that yeah. before you get to that point so you i mean you're yeah, kind you kind of don't spread yourself out too thin you know, like i said I, it's incremental growth you know so if you're not at the point where you're ready to take on that it's a pretty hefty it's a pretty hefty challenge to do that many states uh, at a time and multiple counties within those states. So, uh, you know, take it, take it step by step on that. That's a big jump. Yeah. We, we ourselves four or five at a time, you know, we kind of hop around and different part, but that's, we've never really gone beyond that. It's just our, I mean, and the other thing is, I mean, so many people get hung up on like, I, I need to focus on like moving because every state has good, every state has bad areas, you know, and you just got to find, you got to work in the pocket, not necessarily be like, oh my God, this state's so much better, right? I mean, I've always yeah. said like, with the exception of maybe like Rhode Island and Delaware, which are like this Rhode big, Island. yeah, you know, it's <laughs> right. like every other state, it's like, you know, where I live, North Carolina, it's like, you know, I live on what, eight hours to get to the other side. And in reality, North Carolina is not a huge, I mean, it's kind of middle of the row when it comes to state size, right? It's like, so... You know, Florida is the same thing. It's like, you know, Panhandle is like a whole different world. Then you got like up in North Jacksonville and work down towards my Gulf Coast. It's everything's so different. You know, Texas with its could be a state. I mean, it could be a country. It's probably bigger than a lot of countries. You know, California's probably bigger than a lot of countries. I mean, so people get so hung up on like, oh, I've got to move to do better. And it's like, no, get, focus on your mindset, focus on the areas because there's still plenty to be had. Again, unless you're in like one of those tiny, tiny states, but they're they're pretty few and far between. And, and that's a that's another thing. That's a good point. Another thing with when if you're looking at doing multiple states, to be ready for it because you you got to be able to track your results well. 
because you, again, you could go one state and it's not even state, it really, because within, as you said, within any given state and in every state we've ever done, we've had areas that performed very well and areas that didn't perform that great. So you, you wanna be, if you're gonna, the more you expand, the more you make, gotta make sure you're tracking, you're, you're comparing your different areas, split testing. So it does increase the complexity moving, moving in that direction. It's rewarding. It can be, you know, but if you do it too early, it, it may not help your growth. Yeah. It may set you back a little bit. Key, key takeaway in this, because as we're wrapping up here, I want to say, and you could talk on this just for a second, because I think it's huge, is everything you said, I think a lot of people are, are focusing on, oh, man, he's got seven people and it's, but in reality, when you started and we were working together, you did this stuff on a much more, you did it on a smaller level. You were still doing this yourself. And then from there, you took those components and just made them bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the stuff that you're talking about is not dependent on the team building aspect. It's, it's, it's dependent on the scaling part where you just kind of do it, but you do it incrementally, like you said, internal growth and working on it and things. It wasn't like you were like early on, we're just like throwing stuff at the wall. I hope it works. It's like you were following oh, the process, following the all of that. And then from there, it was like, okay, well, let's add this little, and then let's add this and let's add this and let's add this and let's add. And now, yes, you've got a running business and you've got people in place and all of that. But in reality, people talk about like how difficult, you know, all the business, it sounds so, it's not difficult. It's, it's being disciplined and you never lost that. You had the discipline at the beginning and you just bring, brought that out, you know, further as you, as time has elapsed. Hundred percent, yeah. Steady, steady, sustainable growth. I mean, you know, and, and, and again, this happened. Like, I didn't do this well, and, but these are the learning lessons. You know, like in my previous businesses, I'd be like, "Oh, I just if you got to like, you know, sprint and kill yourself to get here, then it, it only logic though makes sense. It's just not sustainable, so it's not going to work. But if you can make it work it here, and then you can make it work here, and then you can make it work here, and then you can make it work here, then then logic tells you. This is a sustainable model and, and taking it step by step, piece by piece, it, it, I think is the best in my experience has, has worked wonders. And, you know, we've grown honestly because of that process, as you mentioned, Jonathan, a lot of people who most either bounce out, uh, don't get started, bounce out or kind of plateau early. Um, but uh, and you still plateau. I mean, even if you plateau, it's realizing you're going to hit those. That's true in anything, right? Anything. You know, you you. They talk about like weight loss. You're going to hit plateaus. They talk about learning an instrument. You're going to hit plateaus. Yes. Guess what? You're going to hit a plateau in a business. You have to understand Absolutely. that that's going to happen, and then you'll grow. That's normal, right? And so people, I, I just it, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this. You know, have you on and talk about this because I mean, obviously. I mean, you learned the business. I taught you that part as far as the real estate, but the business mindset you already had. And I, I liked it because we were very aligned in that. And that's something I, I I try to tell people up and down. And it's so nice, like having somebody else say that is, you know, these internal growth, slow and steady, working these different aspects, getting it as you, as you find something well, then expanding and then expanding and then expanding. And then you do all of that. And that's where you're standing now just a few years later with a good running sustainable business in place, as opposed to, you know, 
where a lot of yeah. people end up running, just kind of running away from stuff. Yeah. And, and you mentioned plateauing. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, also kind of look at it like ceilings. Like we would hit our heads against the same ceiling, like over and over, like, well, how come we can't either get the team put together? Like we still can't seem to get the right person in the right fit, or we can't get the right system or we, but we would try and we'd hit the ceiling and then be like, okay, hold on, regroup. What did we learn? You know, okay, don't do this, do this, hit a ceiling again. But you know, it's just the consistency of, I just don't have a doubt really anymore of that it will work out. So I just am, am aware that we're going to hit these plateaus. We are going to hit these ceilings and there's a way through them. And I'll just keep hitting my head against the ceiling as many times as it takes, uh, you know, because, but I know it's going to, I'm going to break through. Well, the other thing I mean that I, I tell people is sometimes you just got to be realistic with it. Even with like plateaus, if you hit a plateau, you're still elevated. It wasn't like, You've got a business that's doing X. It's still doing it. It's not like you've lost. You're doing that. Same thing with weight loss or something. You know, you lose 30 pounds and then you don't lose anything for a month. You still lost 30 pounds. It wasn't like you gained it all back, right? It's like, or if you're learning an instrument and you learn how to play 10 songs and you can't play anymore after that for a little, well, you can still play those 10 songs. It's like, you you still, you still hit a goal. It's just that now it's kind of leveled out and it'll pick back up from there. So sometimes we just got to get focused on reality and be like, it's still producing, just not at the level it was, but it will produce again. It's like, I just got to keep going and then it will start to go back up because that's the way it always works. Yeah. And hanging out at that plateau is healthy because you're, that plateau is now the foundation for the next growth phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. All right. I, I see one question popped up on YouTube. I forgot that was on there. And then we'll call it a day after that. We've been around for a while, so we don't keep taking your time. We thank you for joining us and super educational. And hopefully people are seeing like what can be done, you know, not with a whole lot of, you know, just taking the same efforts and just kind of putting them in a different spot, you know, it's redirecting your efforts. But somebody asked, what are you trying to make per deal? Uh, they said either a minimum dollar amount, minimum percentage, doubling your money, tripling your money. Do you have a certain goal on a per deal basis? And obviously I mean, that's that probably changed, changed over time, time right? <laughs> exactly. That's, that has changed over time. Yeah. You know, in the, and again, look to where you're at, but in the beginning we were happy with a certain dollar amount and now we even try not to do deals at that dollar amount uh, unless they've just literally fall in our lap. But uh, so that dollar amount will grow and continues to, to do, but you know, as far as per, I would look at percentage more and, and look at how much you have to invest. And, uh, you know, for us, we aim to, I mean, sometimes we make much more than this and sometimes we make less, but we try to do, uh, like have our investment be about a third on average of, of what we get back. And, and I know some people, some models, and I think Jonathan, your model is actually greater than that, like a higher gap, but that's kind of what worked for us because the way I like to have things is have it like, I like volume. Um, and so that's how I've structured it from the past. And sometimes we do less, sometimes we do more, but that's, that's kind of our aim. And it also depends upon our investment level. So, you know, when, if back in the day when we were doing, you know, lower dollar properties, you know, we might aim for more than that. Uh, and, and, but, but now that we've moved our dollar amount up, basically the more 
in, in my experience in general, not always, but the more a property is worth, the higher percentage you got to kind of invest to get the deal done. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about all the time. I mean, you talked about a third, you know, a third at $10,000. So you're, you're spending 3,300 to get to 10. Okay. Spending a hundred thousand to get to 300,000, not too uh, common. Right. I mean, and, and that's the deal where you got to just look at it from the right mindset too. It's like, okay, I can spend two fifty and double close it or whatever and sell for 300. I'm still walking away $50,000, which is still, you know, six times greater than I did from, from the 3,300 to 10,000. It's like, it's still, you know, as far as money. So that's a big, you know, a lot of it is dependent on the property. And a lot of it's been on the economy too. I mean, I'm sure you're realizing that now to get especially bigger deals, you got to offer more. I mean, it's 2022 hot market, you know, hundred thousand dollar pieces of property. We used to be able to get them for 30 grand. That's not so common anymore. You know, now it's like you're, you're up over half to get, but that's still fine. Cause you can sell it for market. So if I got to pay 50 or $60,000 to get 60 grand to get a dollars payday, you know, all day long. So, you know, but to answer his yeah. question, one thing I will say is some people just have a bottom threshold. And I, I know I've heard that a lot. Some people are just basically like, $10,000 is my minimum now, $5,000 is my pr profit, as opposed to, so the, as you said, you know, the, as it goes up, the margin goes, you know, the margin goes down, the percentage gets, you know, you're, you're not going to, but you'll get better dollar amounts in a lot of those cases, right? I mean, 250 on $300,000 is a much higher percentage than 3,300 on, on, 10,000, but you make a lot more money, but some people have a very, a basic bottom level. And if you, for the person asking that, I mean, that's fine to set. You could be like, I don't want to do deals that are under, I got to make at least $5,000 profit, or I've got to make at least $10,000, whatever it is that you're setting up inside your own business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the more deals that you do, the more you'll get that feel for yourself about where you want to be. One other thing though, on the other side, once it's acquired, we don't fight the market ever. If, if, if I think a property is worth 50,000, but the market says it's worth 30, I'm not going to fight that. I'm going to sell it at 30 and move on to the next deal. Like I'm not going to hang on to this property for six months trying to make what I think it's worth. It's too much time wasted. So, uh, you know, if we buy property, we don't get to make our, our, you know, three X markup and we maybe overbought then let's just freaking sell this thing and move on, you know, yeah. do as best as we can sell it at market. It is, but what it, it works is. the and other way too. Cause I've had properties that I, for the next I bought for eight grand and I thought it was worth 40 and it ended up being worth 60 because the market went. So you get, you got the other absolutely. side of it too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and so like the thing is, and, and what I tell my team is like, just don't fight the market. Cause sometimes we're like, Oh, I really wish we could get this or cause sometimes it does happen the other way around. And, and then we're not fighting that either. We're not like, oh, well, let's just not raise our, because because we have taken down properties and re-raised them up because we realized we put it up, our phone exploded. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, like exploded, like 20 calls in one day. It's like, okay, wait a second. I think maybe we just, you know, underpriced this a little bit. So we'll take it down and put it back up. But but just, we don't fight the market. The market is what it is. And, 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 um, and we're not, uh, emotionally invested in, in any properties. It's just, we, we move, we want to make, make people happy, give them good deals. Uh, and 
that's how we, that's how you move land. You have to give good deals generally to to move it quick. I think so, I think the key there is that I say you said it in different words, but I say all the time is don't be greedy. You're still making money. It's like if you, you got a lot of contract for twenty grand and all you can do is sell it for twenty, then I mean uh, sell it for thirty. You make ten thousand dollars. Be happy. It's like you know. It's like you're not gonna. It's not every deal, but just be happy. It's like move on on to the next one. It's like and then that's where you talked about like consistency, right? Having them in the pipeline. It's like okay, well I sold that one for ten. The next one's gonna sell for twenty. The next one's gonna sell for eight. The next one's gonna sell for forty. It's like who cares? It's like just keep them going. Yeah, and and it's a great learning lesson. If you have a property that doesn't make what you thought, then now you know moving forward, you have some good insight as to what properties and are worth in that area. So adjust your offer accordingly. You know, it's that simple. As long as we're not attached to any one particular deal, it's it it becomes easy to kind of see these trends and 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 these kind of yeah. you know just look at it like numbers. In fact, that's one thing that helped me out. This is one thing I do want to mention to your your group. In addition to gaining coaching, which I would highly recommend, since Jonathan was mine, uh, he's a great coach, and uh, I'm not a paid sponsor, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, you were a paying thing. sponsor. You paid. I, I was originally. Yeah, you were a paying sponsor, not a paid sponsor, right? It's the other way around. <laughs> you paid the I money. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Did I just lose track of my thought? Let's see what we were. You said the one thing that you would recommend in addition Uh-oh. to coaching, but. Uh oh. Oh well. What was it? <laughs> You're in the group. If you remember it, just type it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. What in the world was it? Uh, 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 uh. What were we just talking about? I'm really going give, to give my best to remember this because I, I like uh, it. I wanted to contribute. This. Not being emotionally attached and just being yeah, content with what? Being emotionally, yeah. Be content. Don't be attached to the properties and just whatever you get, you get and moving on. I mean, that would be a big one for sure. Um, oh my gosh. I'll, I'll send it to you. You can send it to the group. It'll come back right. to me. But, but it, luckily, there's no one important key. That There's just many, many good keys. Put them all together. But yeah. stay consistent. But I mean, I, yeah, first, I mean, like, I just end here. I thank you for joining us and talking about this. But I think, I mean, I, I just end with this point, I guess, is it's been six years. You did get coaching. You got help to, 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 to learn the business and you did learn it and then you ran with it. I mean, do you feel that anything you did is extraordinary or can anybody develop this if they are disciplined and are going to do it with the right tools in place? I just remembered the key point. <laughs> back to scaling, if you don't mind. We'll take no, go ahead. We we'll can come back to this after. <laughs> One one thing that I brought to the table because of my business background was selling products. So one of the companies I had, uh, almost all of them except for the interior design were product-based. We sold Rolex watches for a while, and then we sold biker jewelry. And the biker jewelry company, we sold thousands of rings and bracelets and to people all over the world. And... So I already had it in my mindset. It's just like moving a product. And many starter investors that I've seen, and Jonathan, you can correct me if you have a different one or agree, the investors, it's like, okay, I got this one deal. Let me massage this and get the most I can out of this deal and sell this one deal. Okay, there goes. Okay, let me get another deal, another deal. And 
it slows people up when it comes to scaling, whereas just looking at it as though it's just a widget or a product. And then I, I think, and I love land, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a very valuable widget and product, but it is a product just like anything else. And if we can just keep that unattached view of it, then we don't get hung up along that process. We can just keep, keep that chain moving. Yeah. So that, that's the one thing that I brought that I saw when I compared myself to other starter investors when I was beginning, that I just was like, why are these guys getting hung up? And they're only doing a handful of deals when they can be doing so many more if they just stop getting so into the details of these. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's worth X, the comps are Y, put it up on the market for Z and move on. And, and, and that's kind of, that was the one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah, I would, I, that goes back to a conversation I know we had early on about this. Cause you were, you, we talked about this. I remember six years ago and you were talking about like coming from that business and looking at it from product and all that. And I remember the conversation I had with you. I had it with a couple other people is understanding our business. We are not in a real estate business. Real estate's our product. We're in a marketing business. We're marketing to get product. We're marketing to sell product. And that's all we're doing. And so you marketed to buy and sell watches. You marketed, maybe you created the jewelry, but whatever it was be, you created jewelry and then sold, marketed to sell it. Now you're marketing to get property and sell property. We are marketers. Everything we're based on is on marketing, right? I mean, we market with our letters. We market with, our, it's, we're not getting it from other reasons. It's because of marketing. Mm -hmm. And that's our product. And, and, and I know we talked about that early on and, and you obviously really embraced that from your other background because that's the way you always ran your business, which obviously allowed you to do more deals. It did help with the scaling a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. So back to the other cool. question then before that, just real yep. quick. And we're not, you know, like I said, we'll finish up was, do you feel like you are anything extra? Like can, if somebody does the discipline, they get the learn, they learn this. In reality, can anybody put this together if they have the right mindset? I mean, is this like, do you feel like you came in and be like, man, I am a superman when it comes to like doing these things? And that's why I created a six-figure, seven-figure business in six years. No, certainly not. I, I mean, everybody has their own skill set that they bring to the table for themselves. And I had some you know, but others have theirs and you had yours. So, and everybody has theirs. Maybe the thing they bring to the table is tenacity, or maybe the thing they bring to the table is they're good with numbers, or maybe the thing they bring to the tables are good with people. You know, we all have our like little gifts that we have and, but there's not any one particular thing that like what in my DNA, <laughs> like yeah. that, I even hear that question very silly, you know, but I, but I respect it. And I understand where you're coming from, but it's kind of like, that's ridiculous because what is like, it's some, like a DNA code. Yeah. Well, I think it's silly it. too. That's why I asked it. Cause I knew the answer. I, know, I, know I know. what I know. you were going to say, but I, yeah, I no. tell people all the time to me like, well, you're special or he's special. I'm like, no, we worked. That was the end. The bottom line was we worked. That was it. We did. We put the time in to do this. I put the time in to build a business. You put the time in to build a business you you grew with it. We we this we did the exact same things, and our skill sets are not the same, not in the least. You know, we came from different things, and but we used what we had, and had the and took the knowledge and, and grew from there. So for anybody that's sitting there being like, "This is extraordinary," they are extraordinary results because most people won't. It's not that they can't; they just won't. That's the difference, right? People like just are lazy. 
I'm I'm sorry if this is sitting some people between the the eyes as they're hearing or listening, but it's like you know they they just won't do the work, they won't take the steps, and it's like, but in reality, any of us can. If if you're if it's if you're not, you're limiting yourself. It has nothing to do with the circum. So many people like blame the circumstances. Oh, I was this and I was this and this happened. And no, you 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 overcome those are roadblocks. Those are hurdles. You overcome those things, but nothing is stopping us, any of us, from being able to do that next thing. I mean, outside of our brain, what's happening out there in the physical world is typing on a keyboard and picking up a phone and mailing letters. I mean, if you if if we were to somehow be able to take emotion completely out of it and just look at it as a series of steps, that's like all it is. Yeah. Really. Other than getting like very sick and being like on like not being able to actually physically, that's one thing, right? But like other than that, we all have more. I mean. Somebody, I've heard people be like, well, I lost somebody or, and that's sad. It is. Don't get me wrong, but it's also limited to a certain, you know, my, my spouse died in 2010 and I can't do deals in 2020. It's still sad 12 years later, but you're letting it affect who you are, you know, as opposed to the grieving time and things like that. And that's an extreme example. Honestly, we're talking about death. I mean, a lot of people, it's just like, I'm not good with X or I don't do this or, or I have to go to work 40 hours. There's so many different things that people just throw out there. They're like, that's why I can't be like him. And it's like, no, you're using that as an excuse when in reality, people like myself, people like you, we used it as our motivation because we're like, we don't want to do that. We want to like get over that stuff. And that's, what's going to get us there as opposed to looking at it and being like, that's the reason I can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you break it down into series of actions, we can all do it because, because it, I, it, it, it does take a mindset, right? I mean, in, in, in possibly breaking it down and seeing that it's really just a series of actions, anybody can see that they can do it. And, and uh, you know, our mind is what is either going to keep us from or, or drive us to. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We went long, like an hour and a half, but thank you for being here with us and for doing this. And guys, if, if you're watching this and you have questions, you can just comment in the post. He's in our group. He'll see him. So if you have something specifically for him, just type it, you know, type, type it in the comments as you're watching this later. Some people aren't watching live. So if you have something that pops up and you want to know, go ahead. But Roman, thanks for joining us. And I mean, for me personally, it's been great. I love, you know, I love being in touch, staying in touch with you. You know, I thank you still for kind of pushing me six years ago to be like, teach this to me <laughs> when I wasn't even looking at, at doing that. And like, it's obviously spawned into a whole different, you know, land method thing and all of that. So it's been, that's been great, but you know, it's, it's been awesome, awesome just man. to see what you've, what you've done. So. Yeah, man. Great. Great to see you too, Jonathan. I'm glad we still stay in touch. I love to hear how we're, how you're doing and, and uh, let's continue to do that. How's the. How's the whiskey decanter? Uh, it's working? sitting over there. I just, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a little low. I guess I should add something to it. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, from those, just real quick story on that. That was a gift from him to me. He knew I liked whiskey. And uh, after first year, maybe, I don't even remember. You, I remember yeah, like, our, yeah, yeah, one year in or something, and you had done something, and uh, you, uh, you uh, gave me that as a gift, whiskey decanter and a couple glasses with our name on them, so... Pretty cool. Yeah, we use it a lot. So it's uh and the watch. I got the watch. I'm not wearing that one today, but I still have that too. So <laughs> okay, but, good. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's good stuff. And a funny real again, real quick, I keep saying we're done, but funny story that I like to tell. I've talked to you about, I like to tell other people is when when Roman approached me or 
initially about te- uh, teaching him, he offered to like just pay me or he offered to pay me like an X amount per deal. And I was like, oh God, this guy's not going to do anything. So I'm like, I'll just take the money. It was a bad decision. Very, very <laughs> bad decision based on based on how much he offered to pay me per year, not per year, per deal for, for, for the first year. I was like, oh God, no. I'm like, I won't make anything. It's like, not that I would have ever expected you to pay me what the number you offered and the amount of deals you ended up doing. I wouldn't have taken that from you, but it was just like hilarious, like thinking back on it after the fact, but it goes back to That's the whole funny. thing scaling team build. I mean, right from the very beginning, you jumped in, you were consistent, you were doing it your own, but you still did a bunch of deals. You're able to do that. And now here we are, you know, six years later, seven employees and, you know, seven figure business and multiple States and all of that. So it just shows, you know, what's possible from scaling into scaling by yourself at that point to scaling with a team growing and, and, and all of that as you're going along. Yeah, man. Awesome. That's a funny story. I did not know that. I did not even think about that, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, it's been a while since we talked about it, but I just, it's, it is a funny story. So anyway, so thanks again for joining us and uh, for okay, the rest of you guys, go. thank you for listening, watch, tuning in, listening on podcasts, whatever way you're listening. If you have any questions, obviously feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we're happy to discuss anything with you as far as your land investing businesses. You can reach out to us at support at the land or feel free to reach out to us at 980-357-4545. We can have a consultation with you or anything like that if you want to get going. So again, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining us, Roman. Thank you again for being with us today. Thank you listeners for joining in today. Join us again next week for another discussion on all things land. If you have a topic you want discussed, send us an email about it at thelandmethod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, thelandmethod.com. Remember to join the Land Method Facebook group as well if you want to be the first to hear this content and be a part of a community that supports each other in our land businesses. Have a great week.